Hello, everybody. Welcome to Order People Podcast, where Order People talk about order things. My name is Q with my co-host Andrew, and we are back. It's a uh, quite a later episode. Um, it's about ten p.m. my time, uh, eight p.m. his time. Um, mainly just because I had I had to work from technically nine, technically nine to nine to three, but uh, I had to wake up five thirty because I had to leave. I had to be at the school at seven. Which is just weird to think about because how did we do that every day? I don't know how we used to do that. From wake up at five thirty, we wake up in the morning, we go to school, we have practice, then we chill in it and just chill to the night till like midnight, and we were able to wake up again at five thirty. I do not know how I used to do that at, as a high schooler. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. And then the homework and the. Oh. It was just brutal. And then you're like learning stuff that you don't want to learn either. And it's oh. like, I mean, I guess my hours are somewhat similar. Just take the time I would be spent doing homework in high school and just make that work time. But it's like stuff that's interesting. So the, um, yeah, I don't know how we did high school where it's like, you're doing all that stuff. And then it's like, what do you have to show for it? Do you know how to do taxes? No. Well, I know how to square dance and I know how to speak Spanish. Hell yeah. You know, one thing I always complain about, um, I think we talked about this before, about, about taxes in school. Um, mm-hmm. If if there's a class with taxes, I'm sure some people would pay attention, but I feel like a majority of people wouldn't pay attention. Oh, yeah, they definitely wouldn't. I'm pretty sure a lot I of people that... pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would either. Because realistic... Well, I took a class, it was about like mortgages and like budgeting and stuff. I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And honestly, looking back, it was actually quite important stuff. But I did not pay attention. And it was a show to show. In, high, yeah. in school, you don't give a shit. Yeah, especially high school. Now, that stuff's like... I think mortgages are really interesting. But the um, the ta- taxes are so dry. Yeah. Like, I don't blame anyone for not paying attention on that. Yeah, I remember... I, like you know we're adults now so we know we know how to do taxes just because you kind of just learn it you kind of just learn it by doing it because there's so many different factors you have to consider for taxes it's kind of just kind of just crazy yeah it is weird it's like you almost just like you're forced and you're forced into learning it pretty much at least when you're middle class yeah you're like i'm not gonna pay someone to do this right and uh like i gotta do it or i'm gonna go to jail right (laughs) you got no options. You just got to do it. Yeah, there's there's so there's so many niches to it and everyone is slightly different. And every year it will be like most of the time it'll be slightly different. Uh well actually I should say most of the time sometimes it's slightly different. Sometimes it would be very much the same. Maybe small tweaks income. Yeah. But did you um did you do yours already or no? I did not. I will I probably should do it soon. But Yeah, I have to do mine soon too. Pay your taxes, everybody. Yeah, don't. Yeah, dude, the IRS will find you. They will find you. They do not care. Especially all those celebs like promoting those cryptos, like all like remember that like. Oh my god, dude, that's just it's just it may not come for them today, may not come for them tomorrow, but eventually, I think we're gonna see some celebrities getting some real hot water for all that shit. Coinbase Stadium. Remember that? Yeah. What was that? Uh well, the Coinbase bought a stadium. I forgot what it was before, 
but then Coinbase basically went down because of all the crypto scams and all the crypto stuff shit. Yeah. And that, and now yeah, the one is insane. And now some some basketball like stars are in hot water. Oh geez. Because because they invest they got their sponsor invested in Coinbase. So they're they're in some hot water. Yeah. I have um yeah, I have like fifty dollars of crypto. I was like, just in case this thing goes actually does go to the moon, at least I have a little bit. Which actually so my fifty dollars in crypto was forty five in ETH and five dollars in Bitcoin. But my five dollars in Bitcoin is now six dollars and ten cents in bitcoin so in the two years or something that i've been holding it i made a pretty good return i think i'm even yeah i'm still down because eth ETH is down from when i bought it yeah what what do you have do you have the same thing just bitcoin ethereum no i have xrp uh and i have two and i have one bitcoin not not one bitcoin i don't own one bitcoin (laughs) yeah oh that'd be nuts (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine That'd be sick. Um, I I have I think I put like ten dollars in Bitcoin, so I'm up in Bitcoin actually. Yeah. And I have like ten dollars. Oh, I had a hundred. Why did I put a hundred dollars in Shiba? Oh, this is so stupid. I lost sixty bucks in Shiba. I don't know why I decided to put money in Sheep Coin. It's a meme coin. Yeah. It sounds familiar, but yeah, I remember it being some sort of mean coin. Yeah, I don't know why I put my... It was such a dumb decision. When I bought it? those super expensive NFTs, too, like all those like multi-million dollar NFTs. I can't yeah. imagine the board apes are worth anything. I, I think they're significantly worse than... Uh, oh, yeah. The crypto. I mean, that's what happens when... Um, so all these... One of the things about these influencers that I kind of don't like, especially these these business influencers, they kind of hype everything up. So they hype everything up on their social platforms, kind of just to push it up. They then they sell high when they realize everyone's there, and then everything kind of grades and they stay on top. And the general public's kind of fucked over. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's like that's why I think they're gonna the IRS is gonna come for a couple of them because that's very illegal. Yeah, I don't think it was like intention. Like it's half of it's, in- I'm yeah, sure half of them are intentional, and some of them are like, oh yeah, guys, this is the way to make money. But and then they'd yeah, be like, guys, it's your fault for not backing out when you not realizing. It's like, well, you're the input, you're the information. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, I don't think there even needs to be. I don't really know for sure. I don't think there needs to be intent. No. Like, even yeah, if you have there's... good intentions, you're just like, I want to talk about this thing. I think if you're moving markets and then you sell at a convenient time, even if your intent's not there, I think it still could be. A... I don't know for sure, though. I think it's I think it's, it's fine line. Be... I'm sure. Yeah. You need to be intent for pump and dump. But that basically pump and dump is what uh, I think I think it's what Jordan Belfort was doing, like Wolf Wall Street. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are so there are so many there are so many like influencers that are like the get rich people that I'm like, you're the reason why people get fucked over. <laughs> oh yeah. Some people. Uh, okay, so I did Google it. I think you do need intent. Oh, you. So it's you need very intent. tough to prove intent, but okay. I'm sure selling at a really timely time, even if it wasn't your intent, is a pretty good way to prove intent. Yeah. But yeah. 
I feel like um, there's so there's so many people out there. Like, have you seen those get rich quick on YouTube? Yeah. And I'm like, like fourteen. No, but the they're getting more outrageous. They're like, make AI videos. And all that stuff, right? But the thing is, these AI videos. If everyone does it, no one really, no one really gets money. Is the money gets yeah. dispersed again? I'm well, like, that's the craziest. That's the craziest thing because, like, that's what they say with markets too. Where it's like, if you find something in the market, like, say you're like, like, oh, I know that, like, like let's say, let's say for example, the market was really dumb, right? The market tends to do well at the end of the year. Let's say everyone else didn't realize that, right? And you're like, I'm gonna buy the end of the, I'm gonna buy the end of the year, or I'm gonna sell at the end of the year because the market does really well. I'm gonna buy before, I'm gonna sell after, right? The second you tell the whole world that, everybody does the same thing, and now the price before is gonna rise. So everyone's buying before the market, and everyone's selling after the market, and eventually you just flatten out your your secret, basically. Yeah. Like I feel like there's some there's some things that. The general public is gonna. The general public is gonna hate this this take, but some things you should really keep secrets to yourself, and keep mm-hmm. it with your close circle, because that allows that allows people to kind of. Because I feel like if, if this this is just because I my trust in human nature, if someone spills out secrets, they also know how to manipulate the secrets. <laughs> So if we all listen to one person or like follow one trend, we're going to get fucked and they're, they're going to get, they're going to, it's basically like a very long intricate MLM, but that's not an MLM. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's talking nowadays too. Like there's like the amount of people just on YouTube. Like if you put in, let's see, I'll put in get rich quick. <laughs> get rich quick. There's so many videos. <laughs> Instantly, there is ridiculous amounts of videos with ridiculous amounts of uh, views all over these things. Right. So every yeah, I agree. Everybody's talking. Like it'd be nice if people just kind of like yeah, I'm just gonna keep this stuff to myself. I'm just gonna keep it with my my friends. Yeah, I like I don't I don't care if you're rich, right? You don't need to brag it to me. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna share secrets, like. I'm not gonna say too much because I, I know some I, I know some stuff, so I I can't say it out loud, but uh, I know some stuff. Um, well, how should I phrase this? In the sporting world, uh, there are there are many secrets, right? Um, nothing illegal. Well, hopefully nothing illegal. Like, in the professional stance, it's gonna be something crazy, but. There's always tips and tricks on how to make sure that athletes um, are successful. Like LeBron has many of his secrets. I'm sure. Uh, like I'm pretty sure he had some of his secrets have been leaked, of course. Um, but I'm sure he has many things to keep his physique up. So, oh, yeah. and a lot of athletes keep it to themselves, like professionals, do. because there's no way someone like LeBron, who's near his near his forties. Right, he's like near forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. That he could output that much performance on pure 
like physical being and just regularly like, working out. No forty yeah. year old can regularly do that. So he yeah. probably is taking some some vitamins, putting some extra not extra I shouldn't say extra stuff. It makes it sound shady. But like, you know, extra vitamins to kind of get calculated a lot of scientific health. He probably has a uh a personal like not not even really a nutritionist, but like a personal like doctor that he talks to to kind of go, Hey, I'm nearing this age, I kind of feel a little off. Is there like some vitamins I can take with some food to kind of help with recovery of my body since I'm getting older? There's many mm-hmm. secrets to it and every athlete has that. And they keep it to themselves because if it gets spewed out, what happens with the competition in the NBA? Oh yeah. And they get trashed for it. Too. Yeah, get trashed for it, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely like there's got to be a fine line between, and like, we don't really like. Say there's like a new substance that comes out. It's like, maybe this is considered steroids. Maybe it's not. There's got to be like a fine line that I'm sure. Absolutely. People at the top level definitely try to walk. Yeah, and there, there's and it is dumb to think that professional athletes don't do shit. It is dumb oh, to think that. Do. Absolutely, they do. Um, do they do stuff that breaks the rules? I'm sure some of them, many of them very do. Who is it? Marshawn Lynch was always on weed. Yeah. Which is funny because it doesn't even really enhance your, it doesn't enhance your performance at all. It just, it actually just does. That's, that's the thing. Oh, it does? It does. Because. Well, is it, rec- maybe it's like recovery. Like it's, it's because he's loose. Marijuana makes you loose. Yeah. Small, and small doses of marijuana makes you loose. And as a running back, especially as a runner, it makes you loose enough to to accelerate. And when you're getting hit, you don't feel as much, so you yeah. can keep going. That uh, that's actually true. Wow. Yeah, you probably don't like it's, your recovery is probably like, even if you're like, oh, I'm really sore from Thursday's game. Yeah. You smoked a little bit of weed before. Smoked a little bit of weed. And then you're not as sore as everybody else. I remember, what was it, a couple years ago, four or five years ago, an athlete was, a track athlete was called out for high amounts of, what's what's in marijuana? THC? Yeah. Uh, there was like huge amounts of THC. And then loads of, loads of people kind of came out in support for her saying like, oh, we as professional athletes also t- uh, smoke. But that wasn't the issue. Yeah. Because any anybody that knows track, a lot of the pop the populace was trying to defend her, but a lot of uh, some track athletes were some pros were like, or like people that know the field kind of went. We're well aware that, you know, people do it. It's not unknown. It's the fact that you had huge amounts. <laughs> yeah. Because that means you're hiding something. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's just like, it's, especially if it's like a comically high amount. It's yeah, like, it's kind of. It's like it's either you really were partying. Blasted. Yeah, it's like you're really partying, or you're hiding something. And of course, yeah. the committee's oh, going to assume yeah. that you're hiding something. But honestly, oh, if you're just getting yeah. lit, it's whatever, man. No, you wait. So you mean like, is your rationale of hiding something like Stash. I'm going to inject steroids? And then smoke a ton of weed, so then I get nailed in the weed, not the 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. That's yeah. pretty interesting. That, that, is a, that is a common, I shouldn't say common, but it is a cheating thing that people could do, is that they smoke loads of weed and hide the steroids that they're taking. Wow. That's smart. I would not have thought of that. I think because I think marijuana is a, a less offense than uh, steroids. <laughs> it's got yeah, it's got to be at least maybe not maybe not legally. Well, at least back in the day, maybe not legally. Yeah, maybe not legally. But it's got to but... be at least from like sporting associations. Yeah. But yeah, when uh when you have huge amounts of you're either fucking going getting lit or you're hiding something and honestly you're if you're getting really lit one person at parties and what you're, you're just you're like yeah noise. man i'm i'm a, i'm fast <laughs> i'm so fast all these people are so fast taking a drug to, like that mentally makes them slow sometimes sometimes i i wonder about like how far coaches will go for that you know like yeah i know it's to enforce it yeah to enforce it like i know it happens in pro i don't know how often i don't want to accuse everybody because it some people don't do it some people do because some people are just uncomfortable doing it right i wonder how far coaches will go like does it even range to the college level i hope it doesn't range to the high school level of, of yeah, sports. Be, if it goes to the high school level, I'm going to flip out. Yeah, that'd be... If you had a coach who's like, oh, you know, my player just got high on the weekend, but uh, I'm going to let him play. Especially in a place where weed's illegal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely can't fly in high school. I'm I, sure professionally when there's money on the line. It's more. Like, I'm sure the NFL has checks around it, but like, let's say Patrick Mahomes went and smoked weed tomorrow. You're or right. Travis Kelsey, right? Actually, let's even use Travis Kelsey. And then he got randomly drug tested before the Super Bowl, and they found marijuana in his system. There is not a chance in hell they would not put Travis Kelsey on that field. There's too much money involved with having yeah. the, the tailored Travis story. Uh, There's absolutely. not a chance in hell they take him off the field. The script doesn't allow it. If anything, they would say, oh, in the offseason, two weeks later, he got nailed on this. He's going to be suspended for four games the following season. Yeah. But no way would they. When there's that much money on the line that big of a game no way they take him out yeah wasn't marshawn lynch never really penalized for the weed he more was just announced it afterwards after well, he yeah, retired maybe. right i i don't remember him yeah, ever getting so. penalized for it i don't really either there's a lot of players who kind of come out who are like i played every game high yeah which is nuts well i can't believe people like take that risk in the nfl like you are making i mean i guess it's a four game suspension yeah i think but, I mean, especially if you do it repeatedly, it's like you are making so much money working the best job in the country. And you're going to, like, it's really worth it to smoke, to risk throwing away multiple millions of dollars in playing football for a living. That is crazy to me. And also, I wonder if the coach is enforcing, you know? I, I really do. Like, I really want to know the conversations in the back room. Because those conversations, God, like, some of them cannot go to the public at all. Because obviously, we all know, talk about the script, right? Of course, uh, players are told when to throw games and not, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's 
I mean, that that happens, especially when you, the tank for Tua. Everyone knows about that. Oh yeah. But I wonder what happens in the in the back rooms of like, hey, I'm go like, are injuries because like, obviously injuries going to have a conversation as well. Are there actually more injuries that are happening? that aren't being told or are there actually less injuries but we're just saying this person's injured to kind of just have an excuse for them not playing mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i would i definitely think i mean especially in sports especially professional sports with all the money that's involved but i think at any any high level of anything like i think high above that there's always those people in the room being like do we really want to do this yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I'm very skeptical of people in general. So I'm sure it does happen yeah. where they, in the NFL where they're like, oh, is, uh, is, is, does this person have a concussion or are we going to send them back out in the field because we want, uh, I don't know, we, we want the Bengals in the Super Bowl or whatever it is. We want that moolah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it happened. This happens in every sport. You know, don't, don't take oh, yeah. that. I, for the people listening, don't take this as like, oh, sports are ruined because the like all oh, the background talk. It happens in every sport, even low end sports. The, the more money they get to it, the more that more things like this will start happening, and that's just kind of how life works. It's just built on money, and uh, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of live with it. You know, you just enjoy what you can enjoy. Yeah. I definitely, I never really used to think like that, and then I watched The Godfather. <laughs> now I'm just skeptical of everybody and everything. Yeah, it, it, it didn't really hit on me until like during college, like near end of college, of like realizing the intricacies of like the of like what I don't know going into like applying to graduate school and stuff, like the intricacies and understanding talking to professors of like. Even some of the, I think, I'm pretty sure I heard some stories of like, oh yeah, like this happened and this happened because this happened. Like, and getting to the administrative stuff, like, not, nothing shady, but like something that media nowadays would, would over exaggerate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, shit happens, man. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's, it's insane. It is really insane. The uh, I, forgot what, I don't know when I kind of started. I think it was the guy yeah, I watched The Godfather, and then I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. But yeah, no, I I, I bet like that's why I don't really like politics very much. I know we've had the very hate politics conversation many times. Yeah, but it's like everybody's up there is looking out for themselves and themselves only. Right. I have no expectation of anyone to ever. Think of the people. They don't like do anything besides kick their ball. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, people do crazy things for money. It's a selfish world. Crazy, crazy things for money. It's it's a one v everyone. That's a, that's how the world yeah, is. Yeah, no, really, it really is. I'm just glad we didn't buy any uh, of Logan Paul's crypto or anything. <laughs> that crypto scan. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't even know how that. I don't even know what happened with that. I just I heard he. Uh, I heard he had a crypto and that didn't do well and people got really mad at him. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I I want to say this publicly. She'll she'll probably not hear of this, 
Um, but I do want to congratulate uh, my athlete, uh, Jillian Ewing. Uh, she she got 41, 66, and a 300. Second place in the counties. She is now ranked fourth in Section 5 for the 300. Wow. As a sophomore. Damn. That seems, that's pretty, wait, so what was her time? 41.66. If you want to put that in perspective, my best time in the 300 is a 43.2. Wow. So if you, 300, 75% of the lap, right? Uh, in indoor, it's one and a half, but for, yes, 300 for outdoor track is 75%. That is fast. Mine would probably be like 80 right now. Uh, you you would be you would be like a 50. Don't worry. You would be a 50. Yeah, that that is fast. And as a sophomore too. As a sophomore, that's sophomore. She I, I just say that because I just got a notification that one of my coaches liked my Twitter uh comment on the post. But um Oh yeah. But uh yeah, she did absolutely amazing. Uh she was beaten by a freshman. <laughs> God, dude, who's that freshman? Freshman <laughs> got forty-one, forty-eight. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, that's so weird because in high school, like, like, let's let's take the NFL for example. If someone's four years younger and beats your record, you're like, oh, it makes sense. He's younger, right? Yeah. Whatever. In high school, there is a very big, like, physical difference between a freshman and a senior. Yes, there's a like, huge there are people difference. in high school who haven't even hit puberty in freshman year. Yeah. Like, you're developing fresh, like, well, of course, guys and girls develop at, at different speeds, but I'm pretty sure at mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore year, you're still fully, de- you're still developing. Yeah, the fact that you young. are beating someone who's more mature. Yeah, that's insane. And then just uh, so much more time to just get better at something. Oh, my God. Two more years just getting faster. It, still it's, them. That's... it's absolutely insane. Honestly, section five this year for track is kind of insane. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be yeah, real honest with you. The, well, they have the one guy you were talking about. Yeah, my star athlete um, who runs a 35:48, and he's and that's actually I'm very mad about it. Uh, I'm not mad, but he should be faster. <laughs> he so, should. He wait, sh- so 35. What's a 48? So he runs 35:48. 35, so 35 seconds, 48 milliseconds. Oh, oh for, for a 300. 300? Yeah. Wow. Jerron's time is a 34.76, but my athlete should be faster than Jerron. Damn, that's like a sprint. Yeah. For almost a whole lap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he, he, sorry, not 30, sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say it wrong. He runs 35.4. 35.4. That's the difference. Wow. So faster than 35.48. Yeah. Wow. The, the number one guy runs 35.1 right now. Wow. That's a, I think that's the cool thing about running is that it seems like, well, I'm sure there's like some level of like talent behind it, but it seems like it's one of those things where it's just such a mental battle. Where oh, it's absolutely. Like, you want to be really good at running, you have to run a fuck ton. You have to and run. In order a fuck to run ton. a fuck ton, you have to be extremely disciplined and just go at it every single day, and you can't miss a day. And you also have to be like, additionally to that, you have to be smart on your workouts. 
knowing when to do speed, when to do endurance, when not to do endurance. Mm -hmm. Honestly, as a coach, I'm learning there's so much that I didn't know because my coach didn't tell me everything when I, when I was an athlete because I wasn't a star athlete. I was just a, a pretty fast guy. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be star level. But now as a coach, when he's teaching me, to like, okay, for your star athletes, you got to do this. I'm like, huh? God damn, I'm a physics major. What the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I didn't know they treated. I didn't know they were like, oh, this guy. We'll give him. We'll give him the good info. Other people, you know, we'll, we'll coach he, along. The, the thing is, that's kind of how I've realized that as a coach, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up, but. Um, you kind of, you kind of have to. Yeah. Because if you give everyone the same workout, right? Some of them will benefit from it. Some of them won't. Mm-hmm. I have to, I, I've gotten to the point at this late of the season, I have to adjust my workouts for everybody to fit their needs. So my star athletes are actually training a bit differently from, uh, the re- the the rest mainly because they've been training with me so they know what i expect and where and i know their level i can't hurt them mm-hmm. why why are we oh this is this is another kid i don't i don't i forgot i don't work with this kid jeez uh you're at 132 in the section good time but but um as a coach, there's there's certain there's certain things because track is an individual sport, so I hate to omit information from all the students and all the athletes because information should be shared, uh, and I truly believe that. But if you're not willing to work or you're just here to vibe, there's no point in me sharing that information, wasting my energy. Yeah, that was kind of my thought process when kind of going. Do I share this information? <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. So because yeah, you can't give everyone the same thing. Yeah, I I kind of go through this this value gate of can I see your potential? Yes, I I see a potential going. In. Will you be able to put in the work? Yes, I'm willing to share the information with you. Yeah, like coach the, uh my my coach. I was willing to put in the work. I just didn't have the potential, so it was actually going to be very much negative on me if i did those extra stuff it actually would have like looking back it would have negatively affected me i've seen the stuff that he did that specifically for Duran, but i kind of went i now as a coach i kind of go that wouldn't have helped me that actually would have hindered me (laughs) yeah well because i think like and i think like it's still you know it's good to have information shared but like we also all have access to the internet like if you really are interested in like how do I improve this or this? I, you know, do some research, right. blah, blah, and then, you know, maybe separate yourself from the pack a little bit. And then, you know, you get, you get to get a little bit more special treatment from coaching, but the, um, yeah, that makes sense. And like, you can't like at a certain point, you'd like, this is the workout that's best for the group. And if you want to separate yourself from this group, then, you know, do it well. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, I think that's how I was too. Like, I think I worked really hard in soccer, but just like compared to some kids, it just like I wasn't the most talented off the bat. But work ethic was there, I think. Just maybe not in the pacer test. 
the pacer test. I, I remember as an athlete, I was very upset. There were certain times I was very upset when, uh, not my, not my specific coach, but like some of the other coaches didn't give me as much attention as a star athlete. Cause like, mm-hmm. even though I, I knew I wasn't as fast because, you know, um, I did ask because I wanted to be better, but then I kind of, I kind of understand now, like there are multiple gates you kind of have to pass through to make sure that you don't overload your body. Like there's, there's genetic Mm -hmm. things to it and there's timing, right? Even if you're not genetically gifted from the beginning, you need more time to kind of build to it. And in high school, you're so limited to four years Mm-hmm. right you you're especially in a maturing stage it's kind of very difficult when you're in college and further i feel like it's a little bit easier but at a high school level you're so limited and i've realized and i've very i i as a mature adult now i kind of understand now why why i was omitted from certain exercises because i was like it wouldn't have helped it would have actually hindered my performance and probably hurt me in the long run yeah i mean that yeah then that's good too that's good it's cool you got the context behind it yeah it, it is interesting because like it's so individual with track yeah right it's like it's an individual sport it's not really i, mean, I guess it's kind of a team sport but there's no like teamwork in the sense that like in order to get a good time me and this guy both have to perform well simultaneously yeah it's like i individually run then he individually runs and hopefully as a group we're yeah so that is, that is interesting. Actually, I don't think that really happens in other sports very often, where it's like this person gets more attention because like they're doing really well. It's more like okay, like Patrick Mahomes may get more attention from the quarterback coach than like the backup, obviously, because you know he's gonna be the one playing in the game. But it's still like we have to coach the whole team equally to get them to work together. But then, yeah, it, that is interesting. It's yeah. I haven't really thought about that about track. Yeah, it's very it's very weird as an individual sport to kind of. I don't, because when I first came as a coach, and it was very difficult for me, I wanted to give everyone equal treatment. I, I tried my best to give everyone equal treatment, but then it became a level of respect from to me, uh, toward me and toward the athlete, right? Toward the athletes, right? I wanted to give everyone equal treatment, but immediately when I came in, some people already were already disrespecting me because of my age. And at the time, I was still a little bit chunkier, so and my and my weight, so I didn't look like a sprinter. I didn't look like a coach. Why do we? Why do we listen to this kid? It was like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Many of the many of the guys team, uh, probably after a week, they they fell in line, not because I was yelled at them, but because I worked with my star athlete and the our number two. Those two worked with me before, and they go, this guy knows what he's talking about. Listen, so all the guys fell in. The girls, I have nobody. But my two top girls, and my, my top three, I should say, um, they went to me and went, what, what else can we do? And honestly, those are the only three that kind of work with me and the girls. I want to involve everybody. I spoke to some of the coaches and went, hey, what do I do? They're like, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to work, they don't work. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So honestly, I've gotten to the point where 
I have my few. And if other people want to ask me questions, you are free to ask me questions. I will help you all you want, but I will, my eyes are focused on these. And then I will peer off if, if you want my attention. Yeah. Well, and that's how the world works too. Like it's, that's, that's like, it's hard to give equal treatment, but like, as long as you're giving equitable treatment, that's good. And every athlete has the opportunity to deserve better, like to earn better treatment. But if you're not going to earn the better treatment, then, you know, you don't get equal. You just don't get equal. That's just how the world works. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. I think it makes sense too. Like you can't possibly give everyone the same thing, right? I can give you the same opportunity to earn level, level treatment. Like you, you're all privy to the same opportunity, but yeah, you can't all have equal outcomes. Which I think people get that confused a lot too. Yeah. Where there's so many people who are like think equal is the best way to go, where it's like, is equal the best way to go, or is equal opportunity the best way to go? And then, you know, going from there, if your your outcomes are gonna be unequal, but hey, you had the same equal opportunity to earn those outcomes. So it's, it's on you that they yeah. you don't like your outcome. Yeah. Did you uh, I know you said that uh soccer was very much different, like especially with the yeah. outlook. Now that you look, if you look back at, at soccer, did you notice anything like that where your coaches would kind of give certain athletes a little bit of extra criticism or like extra attention because they saw a, a big future with them? Maybe like, yeah, the criticism one's a good point. Like you might get, like, let's say... Yeah, I have to say, it's like, if you were a consistent starter on the team, and let's say you made a really bad pass, right? Or not even really a really bad pass, because then at that point, you can just be like, oh, that's on me, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But let's say you, like, did something, like, that, you know, wasn't good. The coach could then step in and be like, hey, I, I saw your thought process there, right? You wanted to go with this guy, but, right, have your, this other guy make a run, play him here, and you're going you're gonna to be in for an opportunity, or, you know, what whatever the situation is. Right, they might get told that more often than if you're just sitting on the bench every like every game, just because there's there's more value add to tell that to the guy who's actually gonna be on the field on the you know the next game. Yeah. So I think that probably happens, but I think like generally, just because it's such a team sport, it's like you gotta make sure everyone's aligned. Yeah, and it's like oh, like you know, you're uh, like thinking from a defensive standpoint, like there's not a, a ton you can tell a single defender. Like yeah. outside of like, okay, get in position, right? Here's how you, you know, contain your guy, do this, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of it is like, it's like, okay, here's the four of you that are on the back line. Like if we're going to coach you, it's, there's really not much we coach each individual person. It's like, okay, ball's here. This person has to step up. This person plays on his hip. You have to cover, right? You're, you're kind of like coaching the, the whole unit almost mm -hmm. rather than giving, even if you have a star defender, you still have to kind of coach the whole unit because they, they move as a unit. Yeah, that's a good point. So you still kind of don't Every, really get that element of individualism, individualism yeah, as much. Yeah, it's because yeah, you you know what you're right because, like like your example, if one person does something, the other the other defenders have to accommodate for that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that that's a very good point. It's I guess it's so very you much could have like. So go yeah, on, sorry. Like you could have like Virgil Van Dyke sitting on sit, sitting there as your center back. You could have like the worst defender is your right back, but it's like you 
doesn't matter how much like individual attention you give them like as long as they can work as a unit you know you'll figure it out so i think a lot of the coaching attention tends to be more along the lines of like here's how you be a unit and like we're not learning all the technical stuff like you guys are learning too like no one taught a soccer player ever like here's how you should run with good form that was never taught which is kind of crazy to think about honestly yeah uh, my two star uh well actually my three star girls are all soccer players i had to, i had to, i had to kick the soccer out of them yeah, they run like this, right? Yeah, they they all went like this. Probably like a month yeah. a half later, they immediately changed to this, and I'm like, I can't believe I got that in a month. <laughs> it's so funny because the uh, like playing soccer too, you can tell what kids run track based on how they run. Yeah, like Isaac, like Isaac Perkins, like you could tell this dude the track guy because he would run so up and down. <laughs> it was oh, he would man. he that man was a truck. Yeah, he he was I mean, he's a big guy. So so imagine him running as a like a because he was a mid distance runner, coming at that speed as a mid distance runner. I think he was what a defender I think as well. Yeah, he was like a left back. Yeah, him as a mid distance defender with a, like a half sprinter speed, half distance endurance, and then trucking at you as a defender. That's scary. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He was a, he's a big guy. He's he's a, he was quiet, but he's big guy. Big big guy. Yeah, well, yeah, that is weird though. That was never taught, dude. I played soccer for like from the time I was like five to the time I was like nineteen. Never once did I ever have a coach be like, "Here's how you should like even mention, like like oh if you want to like be fast, like here's how you should run." Never once. That's kind of weird. I think. um it could be because they want more to talk about the footwork and the uh, tactics than the actual idea of running. Like, mm-hmm. that might be, like, a external thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I wish they would have mentioned it just briefly. Yeah, because I, I think I remember... We know you weren't supposed to run like this. Like, even if they just said, hey, guys, just start running like this. I was like, ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's small things. And honestly, when... um. I used to bull. I used to bully my my soft girls a little bit for the arm swings. Oh, they yeah. used to be. They used to be like, "How are we supposed to run?" I'm like, "This." They're like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you guys are soccer athletes and doing this." So I yeah. I looked at the head coach, Jaron. Uh, sometimes he comes help me out. He re- recently he's been coming to help me out, um, but. Uh, when I when I mentioned about the, the soccer thing, they're like, they start they started to emulate how they play in soccer. Then they're like, oh, I do do this. Oh, and they're like, yeah, they, they they wanted me to have an explanation, and I was like, okay. So look at me running if when I do this, and I, I like I jog, right? But now and then I say, imagine me using my shoulders but crossing. Then it's me skating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just seems like there's so much extra energy being used. Yeah. Which, actually, I wonder if I look up, like... Because I guess there could be an argument that's made that if you're surrounded by defenders, like, trying to take the ball from you, running like this might actually have a benefit to elbow some guys off you almost. Yeah. But then in open space, that that if you're tracking back on a ball, you really should be doing that. I, that is the t- soccer. I remember I spoke to somebody, 
and we were talking about running form and we were talking about that is the exact reason why soccer yeah. players tend to do this to for to get to make sure that they don't get the ball but if you look at Mbappe when he's running through the the his all famous going from uh the box to box you can see his his form was a sprinter oh really wow Let's see if I can find a video of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, actually. We're, as we're talking about this, there was a commercial for the gym that came up on YouTube uh-huh. before, uh, you know, before this video. And there was a girl on the treadmill and she's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely tell what type of sport uh, people do by the way they run. Yeah, because one of my athletes is also a lacrosse player, and one thing that you, I noticed with her, I'm a lot more visual with people running now that I'm a coach. But one thing I noticed when I'm going to use my textbook is that sometimes her arm goes straight, as if she's holding a stick. So you can see oh. her arm go up, then the, this other arm goes straight. It's kind of like a, you can see a little bit of this, oh. like like she's holding a lacrosse stick. Yeah. And I'm like, so I have to break the cross out of you. That's got to be such a hard thing to do. Because that's so deeply ingrained. Yeah, and she specializes in lacrosse. So the fact that I have to break a years of habit out is very difficult. Yeah, that sounds tough. It's almost like golf. They're like, if you're going to get golf lessons. So my grandpa always told me, if you're going to get golf lessons, get golf lessons the first time you go because the second you get a bad habit so tough to break yeah now, have you been golfing i know you and i went once um no well still cold like still cold here but it's opening i think it opened this weekend technically which is weird because it's cold but um yeah i went i went last summer good about it was fun and then i'm gonna go i'm actually going to myrtle beach this summer Oh, so I'm gonna go golf there, so that'll be cool. Holy yeah. shit! In Myrtle Beach, that's gotta be nice. Yeah, I've never been there either, so that'll be kind of nice. That's cool. Although I heard on the East Coast, your ball doesn't go nearly as far, which no, is insane. It's very tough. Like they said, it's like almost a whole other club. Like hitting a hitting a six iron here, or hitting like a seven here. You have to hit the same distance. No, hit a six here. Wait, what's going? To hit like a six iron here, is you'd it, have to hit a five iron, and yeah, you'd have to hit like a five iron on the East Coast. That's what it is. You have to go club down, basically to hit the same distance. Oh yes, yes, okay. Which is huge for me because I can't hit a five iron. <laughs> I can barely hit the six. <laughs> I only know how to hit with a seven iron. Honestly, yeah, it's so hard. The um, when I when my dad hired. Not hired, but he asked his friend to teach me my brother. Because uh, his friend was a pro back in Laos. Um, he said, the seven iron is the hardest one to hit. If you could if you could perfectly perfect the seven iron, you can perfect anything. You can perfect any club. Mm. And we took that to heart. I can perfect the seven. But after I perfected the seven, I stopped playing. Fair enough, yeah. So I haven't practiced on any other club. 
Yeah, the seven's like low enough where I'm like, all right, you know, I can hit some, like, you can hit a little bit of distance with this thing, but it's not high enough where, uh, you know, I'm not getting the ball anywhere. So I, I always go to the seven. Yeah. But then, like, I knew, like, like Dom Lori can hit a two. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? It's like in a <laughs> hockey club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, golf, I'm very excited. I love golf. is fun. Golf is a really fun sport. And it's just good to get outside and just drink some beers and hit some balls. Hell yeah. Hitting some balls. Yeah. Hitting some balls. As long as they're not my balls, I'll hit them all day long. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah, honestly. I I don't think I'm going to get back ever into golfing. I think I'm just going to stick with the running. I think I'm going to yeah. turn into a... I'm not going to turn into a distance runner. But I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to still be like sprinter shape. But like start doing like more 5Ks out there mm -hmm. yeah that'd be cool sprinter shape is such it's like one of the perfect most perfect physiques i love sprinter, sprinter bodies but they're they can run forever yeah i love sprinter bodies I, I, my my friend described it as that is the type of body if i were gay that's the type <laughs> of dude that i I'd have sex with i'm like you know I what mean, that's a that's a good way of saying it fair i mean fair enough they're uh yeah i think this I would say the swimmer physique is really good and the, the sprinter physique is really good, but I think the sprinter physique looks better because if you look at swimmers, there's like, especially professional swimmers, they're just like so lanky. Yeah. They almost look kind of weird. Um, but that, I mean, they're really good for swimming, but yeah, like the sprinter physique is amazing. Yeah. I think I want the, you know, you know how like Usain Bolt is, He's not jack jacked. Some some sprinters are really jacked. Like Noah Lyles, is really jacked. That's probably who I was thinking of. Yeah, but um, kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever get to that level of physique where my body has like clear tonage, but something similar to that, of like to uh, Usain or to the note or to Noah. Uh, I'm, I feel weird looking up Noah by uh, people's physique. Uh, oh yeah, I see. yeah, you, yeah. He he is pretty talented. Yeah, uh, probably like Noah. Noah Noah's pretty much uh, really close to kind of what I want, but I don't think I'll ever get to that that amount of tonage. Yeah, I, well, I think like I think you could put that much muscle on easy. I think the hard part is just um, doing like putting on that muscle while also running very consistently i think i have that amount of muscle i just think it's under all the fat <laughs> that yeah. i have realistically i just need to tone i need to tone down basically to this much but i don't think i'll tone down that much yeah i gotta do the same thing it's so tough like food is just so good dude it's so good. i love food i think I, today i went to the gym and i came back and i'm like i have no food but this one package of venison so i took it out i cut it into little pieces and i sat there and i ate like like watch tv and was just eating little pieces of venison i ate a pound of venison what the hell <laughs> yeah it is it's i just love food but the good thing is that's only 400 k that's like no one else is 154 is so low what is sorry oh, what were you saying yeah he's 154 this what how tall is he a 511 what? Holy shit! 
shit do I have some fat on my body. Wow. I feel fat. Yeah, how? Like, 154, 511. Like, I would, I'm thinking this guy must be skinny as a rail. But no, he's, he's pretty jacked. He just doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Yeah, he's just very low body fat. Sorry, I interrupted you. I was just so shocked by the 154. No, I forgot. To, I forgot what I was saying, too, actually. But, wow. Yeah, it'd be, not, I mean, I don't know. Oh, okay. People are saying that Wikipedia's wrong. Oh, okay. Hey, fuck. It makes me feel so much better. Down. Is Noah Lyle's height and weight accurate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't be making There's that no way. It sounds so insane. It's so... It's so skinny. Because there's no way with like, that amount of muscle. 30 pounds lighter than me and three inches taller. <laughs> right. Because that just yeah. means he has, like, no body fat. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like he does, but Jesus. Yeah, the cut, I don't know. I've never gotten down to being that lean. I don't even know what that would feel like. I I, I have, but I had no muscle. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I've never been that lean with, with the amount of muscle that I have right now. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I guess in sophomore year, I mean, I wasn't this lean, but I was playing soccer pretty often so i was like you were pretty lean you're pretty i didn't yeah. think you just didn't have as much muscle as you did I'm nowhere near yeah. yeah could you imagine both of us just like a year in to this another year in this podcast we're just like all right sure this podcast we're, we're just shredding that some guy did that today in the gym dude like like it's an apartment gym it's me and just him in there and this guy's working off with, working out with his shirt off I'm like, this is just weird. <laughs> I mean, he was, j- I'll give it to him. He was jacked. But it was just weird. I'm like, dude, dude, just me and you. It's an apartment gym. Why did you take your shirt off? <laughs> yeah. And what, what, I'm very glad my gym has rules that you have to wear a shirt. It's my ego. Yeah. Well, I think all, pretty much all gyms do. Like, my, my gym has a sign on our apartment gym that says, you must wear a shirt. Right. Because the guy still rips it off. Yeah, but it's kind of... You know what? I've kind of realized we went through this entire podcast and not talked about the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. By this... So yeah. we were, I was talking too much about my coaching. Sorry, I got I got very excited today. This is all I've been thinking about all day. Oh, no. That's totally... That was interesting. Because, yeah, a lot of people fuck up their running stance. But, yeah, good. it should be a good game tomorrow. It should I mean, be a very good game tomorrow. I hate- I hate the fact that it's Chiefs and Niners, but it should be a good game at least. I fucking hate that it's the Niners. Because I do not want Brock Purdy winning a Super Bowl. But I don't want Pat... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I'm the opposite. I I want him to win. (laughs) I want want the 49ers to win. I don't want Brock Purdy to win. Yeah. And then I have the opposite for the Chiefs. I want Patrick Mahomes to win. I don't want the Chiefs to win. Oh, dude, we're so opposite. <laughs> well, actually, no, we're just opposite on the quarterbacks. Okay. I don't, I don't want Mahomes to win, but I do want Purdy to win. Okay. Because he's such a meme. He's just like sits there in his accounting like clothes to just <laughs> plays football. <laughs> oh. The, the thing Did I you hear they're like trying to uh, mess with the like. There's all these like rumors coming out that yes. the NFL trying to mess with the Niners. Yes, like, yes. The yes. field is really bad, and then their fire alarm went off at 6 a.m. in their hotel. Yeah. I have heard 
of uh of that. The thing is, I think the media's uh making it seem a bit too much yeah. because I'm sure this is these tactics have happened before. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're playing it up too for the story. Yeah, but it's mo- most definitely it's either someone on the Chiefs, like the Chiefs probably have either hired somebody or a Chiefs fan, or even like a 49ers hater doing something. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, like some some guy who's like sitting in the room trying to decide what team, you know, what practice field to give each team and just secretly like hates the 49ers. Yeah. So I got some I got some bets on to the game tomorrow. Are you watching with anybody? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go to like my manager's house. He's having like a super bowl party, so it'd be fun. Hell yeah. I'm making wing dip. Yo, me too. Oh really? Wait, yeah. how do you make it? Um, I have a recipe. Okay. That I, I have like so, okay, so these are the ingredients I'm putting into it. But I've never I made it once before, but like I didn't do it by myself. But this is my first time ever making it, so I hopefully I don't fuck it up. Yeah, I'm doing like cream cheese, hot sauce, green onions, blue cheese, and cheddar. Or a bunch just a bunch of different cheeses and yeah. jalapenos. Do you, what hot sauce are you doing? Oh, you're doing a hot sauce, uh, right? Franks. Franks, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. That doesn't. You put any ranch in yours at all? I don't know. No, I didn't. I skipped the. I'm not a huge fan of ranch. So I gotcha. skipped ranch. I just blue cheese. Yeah, that doesn't seem too bad. That I think that's exactly yeah. how what I would use. That's I think that's oh, exactly nice. what I am using. Except I'm putting oh. ranch in mine. Yeah. Are you doing blue cheese and ranch? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but that, so the uh, wait, what are the odds on the on these teams? I think Who's the favorite. I think the favorite is the Chiefs. I could be wrong. The favorite is the 49ers. Real? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> oh, spread man, by two. Dude, I don't want to bet on the Chiefs. Uh, the spread is by but, two, two points. What is the money line? So you get so you double your money if the Chiefs win. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to bet on the Chiefs, but like, I'm gonna send you my two parlays that I made. I should do that. I the should thing, just put a thing. lot of money on the Chiefs. I should put a ridiculous amount of money on the Chiefs. That way, if the Chiefs win, it just hedges out my emotions. I'm not as you know, I'm sad they won, but hey, at least I got a ton of money. Absolutely yes. Well, let me let me make sure I send this to you. I think you're gonna love. I think you're gonna love these bets that I made, but I think you might actually hate it at the same time. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, we, oh damn! Five <laughs> five legged parlays. Okay, let's see. So Look. CMC anytime Tutty has got to be the biggest lock of all time. Uh huh. So I think you're totally good there. Brandon Ayuk. I mean, he's he's pretty solid. You'd assume they're gonna cover Debo. Go to Brandon. And then they go to Brandon too much and then they hit Debo. <laughs> they go they go they go to Ayuk and Debo too much and then they give it to Kittle. <laughs> and then they go to Kittle. Damn. And then 49ers away. I mean if I mean if if Debo, Brandon, Ayuk, and George Kittle all score touchdown, I feel like there's very little chance the Niners don't win. Yeah. So I think Did you see I the payout? CMC is gonna get a study. What is that? Do you see the payout? 
Damn, six hundred bucks. <laughs> That's sick. You know how good that would feel, bro. If I if I get that, I'm that living. So I am living. Good. I'm gonna call my athletes and go, "Hey, let's go get dinner." Yeah, we are going to get steak and sushi. We're gonna go to Osaka. All you can eat. Let's go. I'm paying. Sounds so amazing. All right, let's see. What's this other one is? Kelsey, anytime, Tuddy. Thousand percent. Unfortunately, he's probably gonna do the fucking heart thing to Taylor Swift. And I'm gonna throw up, and then uh... this one, this one that you're reading out is like more, very much more likely to happen. Yeah, George Kittle makes sense. Two tight ends, Debo. I think Debo can get one. Go to your big guys in big games. Mahomes, what is his alt? So what is the what's his line for the alternate passing yards? I don't know what alternate passing yards is because every time I see people do passing yards, I just every time they do passing yards, they just count everything. So I don't know what passing yards. Do you know? Means. Well, do you know what his uh, like how many he has to go over by? Or wait, uh, over two fifty. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's easy. yeah. He'll do that. Oh, he'll totally do that. And then two hundred for. Yeah. Uh... Oh, the alternate doesn't really mean words. It's it's kind of just you bet over. Is there like a line for it? Uh, like you know what the line for his yards are? What do you mean? Uh, like is like how many yards Patrick Holmes has to beat? I think it's two fifty. I think that I think this is where this two fifty comes from. I think this. Or is, I thought that was the. Oh wait, yeah. Could be wrong. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it's a, it's a parlay. Oh yeah, dude. No, you're right. Because it's a par- I was thinking that was like the payout, but no, there's it's a parlay, so that's not the payout. Yeah, that's that's easy money. Yeah, he'll totally hit over two fifty. I was very surprised when I saw that because the most the scariest ones for those ones are the TDs. For that one, yeah. The TDs. No, I I'm surprised. I think he'll totally hit two fifty. And then Brock Purdy as well hitting two hundred with his his passing weapons yeah and the thing with purdy too is like he doesn't even necessarily need to throw the ball 50 yards downfield and make a catch and you know you've just hit 25 percent of that he could just toss it to uh mccaffrey as like a screen and he just breaks tackles gets by some guys and just goes runs for an 80 yard touchdown like that's a pretty decent possibility that that happens the amount of times i've seen Purdy, throw it to like Debo or Ayuk, and then they just go whoop. Mm-hmm. They just get a little yoop, yeah. and then they just whoop. I'm like, well, and they just go, and you're like, thanks, that was a two yard pass that I just got eighty yards on. Then everyone's just like, oh, look at Brock Purdy, look at that MVP right there. It's like you're the sixth best person on the team. What are you on about? Yeah, well, that that's probably true. He probably is the sixth. I mean, they got some pretty good players. He, people people say that he he's like. 10th i'm like that's not true because you can't say 10 when you can't name six <laughs> people better than him yeah let's see so they're gonna say look up their roster uh, debo so i better than brock purdy debo Ayuk, yeah, debo. bosa cmc kittle yeah Those I, are... would, I think i put trent williams over him too oh actually, trent actually williams. Dude, and you you count the defense oh, oh. he might be too he might I be the, about oh, actually on the whole team. 
Thanks. If you count the just the offense, yeah, I'd say six. Wait, that, five or six. Five or six, yeah, for just offense, but the entire team. Uh, no, I don't know I don't too know, much of the. He's also done exactly what he needs to do. Right. Like, he's not super flashy, but he has he's taken care of business when he needs to take care of business, and he two years in, Mister Relevant in Super Bowl. Whether that makes him a good player, I don't. I don't know. Like he doesn't have the most flash. He's not a super flashy guy. Yeah, he doesn't have. He he's very much an average quarterback, with a great O line and a great weapon around him. Yeah. Until yeah. I can see some, fuck shit from Bird Purdy. I'm not. I think I, the I'm most impressive thing for him is he's coming. He came from so low in the draft, and then takes care of the football so well. He doesn't throw a ton of picks, which is good. Yes. He's like he do, he doesn't throw a ton of like fifty yard bomb down the field that yeah. lands perfectly in the bread basket of some receiver scores touchdown. Or uh like he's not like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes like using their legs or Lamar. But he does I mean he, he considering the players around him, considering the coach he has, he kind of he uh, he does takes care of business. He does take care of business. The thing is I still see the immature kid in him. Like, when he makes some bad plays, I still see a rookie. When I watch him play, I still see a rookie playing and his teammates saving him. Until yeah, I start he... seeing some solid throws on bad, like, coverage, on, like, like good coverage, I'll, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. He is, he does look like a, he looks so young. It's not even funny. Bro. Looks ridiculous. Isn't he like our age? It's weird the Niners haven't won since 1982. Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, right, because Baltimore beat the 49ers. Yeah, it was a Harbo Bowl. So they're usually pretty good. They just never win. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bills. The Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Bills haven't always been good. Yeah. We were pretty atrocious. Yeah. For some time. Actually, were you in you were in Mr. Sean's class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that, remember he's like he did the thing where it's like Bills win, you don't get any homework? Yeah. And then the Bills won like two games. <laughs> we got homework. But yeah. the, if they win the Super Bowl, they get no homework for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's dude, that's insane. That like, <laughs> like I think that's really cool that Mr. Shaw does that. But like that's such let's a bad decision. <laughs> like let like let's say it actually happens, right? And then those kids have no homework for the rest of the year. I feel like those kids are going into seventh grade behind. <laughs> like, how do you learn anything? It's either they're behind or a class is going to be fucking rough. Oh, class is going to be brutal. They're going to be like, like how college. How do you learn work. math? How do you learn multiplication? It's like. <laughs> Without homework. The only way I learned, like, 6 times 7 is 42, and blah, blah, blah. It's just sitting at the table in the kitchen, just fucking solving out a million path problems all the time. It's so good. Maybe, that's, just... maybe that's why we both have college degrees. It's because the Bills sucked in 6th grade. So <laughs> we, we were like, you know what, let's go to college. We could do this. Or, or Mr. Shaw could pull out like a college professor and just do a whole semester's worth of shit yeah. of sixth grade in a semester. 
They're like, we're Mr. Gonna... Strom is such a beast. Mr. Strom was sadly he doesn't remember me. Yeah. He remembers my face, but he doesn't remember my name, and I was very upset when I talked to him. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, he's so good. Such a good teacher. I mean, that was high-level math that we were doing. Yeah. Like, I look back at, like, my notes on, like, I still have, like, the pictures of the notes and stuff on my phone. But I'm like, this was some pretty... This was some pretty hefty stuff for high school. He prepared me so well for the college-level count that Mm -hmm. I, like, I finished tests in... Like five minutes. Yeah, and I I didn't want to leave early because I look like an ass, so I waited till somebody uh-huh. else to finish, and then I left. Oh wow! Because because Mr. Strong prepared us so well. Like I did bad in the AP exam because I think the one thing that was on the exam was the one thing that he didn't think was going to be on the exam. But that's fine, you know. The AP exam is mm-hmm. whatever, but. He prepared me so well with all the other material. I'm like, man. I kind of just went in. Oh, yeah. oh, 98 on the exam. I'm like, why 98? He's like, oh, because you said 1 plus 1 is equal 4. I'm like, god damn it. You didn't put your plus C. I, that That's actually one of them as well. I was very upset. Yeah, that was another one. I kept, the, I kept uh, getting 98s yeah, because brutal. of like addition error or plus Cs. I was like, ah. What I thought was brutal was... Uh... When we were learning derivatives, or maybe it was integral, I think it was derivatives, and he was like, went through the, went through the whole explanation, and then was like, here you go, here's the limit definition of a derivative, go solve, and we're, just, uh, 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 and then one class, he's just like, yeah, so you see that x squared, <laughs> just, this is gonna be just, funny, just whoosh it, two x, two x, and we're all like, oh. <laughs> Like, come on, man. And I I just just told us that. And I remember, I still have flashbacks to the one moment that I had to use a limit definition again of a derivative. And I went, I should have paid it. It was right when I opened up uh, a book of QFT. And it was like, ah, we can't do normal derivative rules. We have to go back to the limit definition of a derivative. I'm like, fuck. That's awful. (laughs) And it was some fuck shit that. uh, it, it was some fuck shit. But honestly, the limit definition was... The way he pulled that on us, on us I was like, you gotta, you gotta be fucking kidding me. No, it was, it was mean, but I would never have understood the concept of what a derivative is Yeah. if he didn't start with that. Yeah. Because he did... I remember, like, I remember so vividly. I don't know why. I don't remember shit. I remember he was like, he showed us the thing, and then... Oh wait, or is that the no? That's the integral. Yeah, that was the integral. He showed us the function. They drew, drew the, he drew the big the Riemann sums. Yeah, the Riemann sums. And I was like, we're gonna make these smaller rectangles, and we're gonna make them even smaller rectangles, and then we're gonna make them infinitesimally small rectangles. <laughs> we're gonna have those suckers up. <laughs> yeah, when he when he had us do Riemann sums with those rectangles, I was like, oh my god, it's so annoying. And then he's like, okay. Now ignore what we did. Let's make a squiggly line and let's make the bounds. And then this is the function. We do the opposite of an of a derivative and boom, this is your answer. And I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> oh, that's <is> nuts. <laughs> Whoever But if you would have started with see that x squared, two x. Now you want to integrate it? Just go backwards. I would have never have learned shit. <laughs> I, just been like, okay. I actually had to say that to a student in college once. 
yeah. at, at tutor at well, tutoring they, because they didn't take calculus yet. They're oh, like, oh, what's really? a derivative? Wow. I'm like, you're in a calculus based physics course. You don't know what derivative is. They're like, wait, no. in uh, what year was he? He must have been a freshman, right? It was, I think, freshman. Yeah. Like if it was anything past freshman, that like if that's anything past a first semester freshman, he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think he was second semester freshman. I don't that's know so why scary. he didn't take calculus yet. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, but... Just being a physics major and not know what a derivative is in your second semester. Well, I don't think he was a physics major. I, he was an engineer. Uh, oh, that's even that's pretty. The bad. thing is, the engineering you're supposed to take calculus at the beginning. The fact that you yeah. didn't. God, dude, he's going to build a bridge. It's going to collapse one day. Honestly, after tutoring some engineers and speaking to some engineers, we're, we're fucked. I don't want it, like... I don't like the shit talk. What I've what I've experienced throughout my time in my life, going through high school, going through college, is people are so dumb sometimes. <laughs> so dumb. Like... I don't know. Like a little, I th- I genuinely think a little bit of effort can knock ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people out of the water nowadays. Oh yeah. Honestly, um, I, I there's a reason why engineers are very uh, phys- some physicists hate engineers, uh, not only because of the Big Bang Theory, but like other reasons. Um, but speaking to some engineers and like what they're saying. And I'm like, what? It's just their yeah. big ego. It's like, yeah, I'm an engineer. I'm like, well, you don't even know what an integral is. What the fuck are you on about? That's what I don't like either. Is the, a lot of the engineering people that I interacted with have really big egos. Oh my god! And like, yeah, like your majors, like your majors, like, yeah, your majors sure. hard, right? I get it, right? You know, majors hard. I'm a business major, right? Yeah, obviously there's a, there's a pretty big gap in between those two things, but like I'm not shitting on like art majors. Like I'm sure art majors have it pretty easy. I'm not shitting on them. So why are you shitting on me? Yeah, they're they have such like oh my god, we have so much work, and I'm like yeah. you have so much work, and you're out here partying like it. I was like, don't you have a, some fucking engineering assignments to do? It's like yeah, but you know I gotta enjoy myself. When was the last time you did your homework? Uh, probably last week. <laughs> that was like, then yeah, they're uh, like, oh, have you done any, any research projects to help with your getting experience? Like, what's that? Like, mm-hmm. well, fuck you, you idiot. Yeah, that's what, um, that's so great. I think the best thing that I ever, like, realized in, like, high school, and I think it was Strom's class, was, like, if I just get one week ahead... And then I just keep doing homework like normal, but I just stay one week ahead. I take one week, I grind out an extra week of homework, and I just consistently stay one week ahead of homework every single, you know, every single week. Even if something comes up, like I get sick, like soccer, something with soccer comes up, I still got a week in my pocket. Yeah, honestly. Like, I don't want people to do that. It's so much it takes the stress off so much. I, my, uh, my uh, my coach said something today, and honestly, that remind you said something that reminds me of it. Um, he, he was complaining about you know the student athlete life that we had back in high school. We had a lot of homework, and we had athletics at the end. And this is going to be a bit of a big ego keel about about to come out. 
big ego Kyo about to come out. I'm about to flex mm-hmm. a bit, a little bit. Um, he was like saying like, oh, you know, people practice and they have like long meets and days, so people have less time to do homework, and then that allows them to kind of stay up at night and they don't have enough rest to finish all their homework and go to school. And I thought to myself when he said that, I was like, I never stood up late doing homework. I always just did it in like an hour that I just played video games mm-hmm. till midnight. <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. say that because he already has this big, he already has this perception that I'm, I'm a genius. So I just stayed quiet <laughs> and went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was I like... I remember a lot of those late nights. Yeah, yeah, those late nights were, Back your head, were just rough. Like... Knock the knock the squad, knock the squad. <laughs> yeah, like playing Fortnite. Just it's like it's <laughs> legit. Yeah, what it's I like, was thinking. Those are the best, dude. Those are the best nights. We had we had, you and I do, had to play Fortnite again. I, oh, I love Fortnite. I would do like uh, I'd totally be down. I yeah. would I do like uh, I remember in high school I had like my I would sit at my desk and my TV would be here and I'd play Fortnite and then. We die, and we like load up, load up the lobby. And I had like a spinning chair, so I would just push back, spin, move to my other desk, do like a chem problem, spin back, just play some more Fortnite, and just do that on loop. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my god! I, I was honestly, I, I, I didn't want to be, be have a huge like flex on them too much and go. Yeah, I never had struggles doing homework because also I was very responsible. Like when. Instead of going home, like, I could have had early dismissal, but I chose not to. I decided mm-hmm. to stay at school because I had practice religion after. I just used the um, study hall time and just did all my homework there. So, oh, legit, yeah. there were so many times in study hall because I finished all of it, and I went, I don't know what I'm fucking going to do for the next two hours. <laughs> so, oh, at yeah. night, I just went home after and just played video games. <laughs> That's so lit. That's so lit. Well, I think a lot of people who struggle with homework... Like it's, it's, I guess it's tough in high school, but I think a lot of yeah. people who just struggle academically in general, they just go to memorize and they're like, oh, I have a test coming up. I have, how am I going to memorize all this shit? And it's like, if you just took a little bit more effort, a little bit more time, and instead of like being like, how do I memorize every single thing of this, every formula, every whatnot, and you just sat down and you're like, let me just rack my brain and figure this out. I understand. And it's it. like, even if you're on the test and you forget a formula, you could just logic your way through it and be like, Oh, like, you know, this is this, and then, you know, because this is this, and, okay, the formula's got to be this. Then you're in good shape. But if you just try to memorize everything, you're just, you're screwed. Yeah. There, there was, there's way too many people like that. And, like, like if people learn at different speeds, like, yeah. some people uh, take some time to learn it, some people take faster times to do it, but logicking out is always the best option than to just memorize a fact and honestly that was on that was actually kind of my issue um actually later on in my college school life because i stopped kind of trying to understand things and started memorizing things because i was too stressed out by things so i just kind of well at a certain level that makes ton sense yeah i think it was there was one class, ENF, electric electricity and magnetism. It was the one class I went, I'm gonna memorize, I'm not gonna understand. Because I just never could wrap my head around it. And that's kinda where my went to shit. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well that's like that sounds so tough to try to memorize the, like those kind of formulas and shit too. 
It was our nice. finance formulas are a little easier. So I'm like, derive this once for me. Let me just see where it comes from, and I'll be okay. Yeah. But our yeah our finance formulas are one one hundredth of what you probably get at E and M one one oh one. The 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 thing is the E and M is very much you need to understand it. There's no formulas to really. It's E and M is very much understanding instead of there's no there's barely any formulas. If there are, you could logic them out. Actually, mm-hmm. there are formulas, but um, most of them you could logic them out. I'm pretty sure. I can't. There's not too much in my brain, but uh, there's not too many formulas. But you, could, if you logic a lot of it out, that's kind of like the whole thing of E and M. And I just didn't. Yeah. So that was. That no, was, I do that sometimes. That was, well, because that like fun. when your back's up against the wall, it's like you sometimes you do have to just memorize. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just not enough time to be like, all right, let me figure. Like let me derive this and figure this out. I feel like I I became more stupid as my college career kind of went on. Well, and the work probably got so much harder. Like that's cr- don't don't you have like you have t- two degrees, right? You're double double majored. Yeah, I have a physics and math. That's insane, dude. The the that's thing so is, crazy. I don't. The the math is more for flex, because all that math the was math was is a, a huge flex. It's just it's just an extra <laughs> class. It's just one extra class that I took. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it, that. It's it wasn't anything extra. But when I tell ask people, when people ask me, and I go, "Yeah, physics and math," it just makes me sound cooler and smarter. Oh yeah. But in reality, I just took one extra class. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, the other thing is like, just having the math degree opens you up to so much stuff. Yeah. Like you could instantly do like my th- my my guess would be like you could in- if you were interested in it, you could instantly do like super high level finance strictly off the fact like and you'd get hired for it too, like, too just because you have a math degree like a lot of the people at goldman like that are in those really smart mathy roles yeah they're like applied math majors have math like computer coding or stuff like that really yeah but we i mean they like math majors because they're, they're like if you can learn if you can get through four years of math you can get through you know you can learn finance actually and then actually one of my managers is actually he's a biochem major really? so like, uh, for the finance industry like you don't really need to have, have a finance degree that much wow so if you want to do finance <laughs> you want to do finance you want to build some finance models or something yeah honestly those mathematical graduate. models for finance must be fucking great must be fun it must be they, they would be kind of cool actually what if you like what if you started trading like foreign exchange like currencies and just like sat at your computer, build models, and just figured out how to break the market and made millions. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I wonder if there's a. What is. Okay, I gotta look this up. What is the mathematical uh, equivalent to archive? Because there's a. There's a. Um, there's a Um, there's a website for physics papers that it's called Archive. It's not spelled Archive, but it's basically where a lot of papers are be, are sent into first, and then they before they get started get officially published into journals. But this is like here here's for the public so that they can read this. Some a lot of papers are are bullshit, but a lot of them are very legit, and a lot of people mm. use Archive as like a place to kind of 
Um, wait, is Archive also? Is Archive also meh? Because if Archive is also meh, I can look. Oh, yes, it is meh. I can look up. Is there finance? Let me see if there's a finance paper. Oh, they're totally. Like, one of my professors wrote tons of them. They're totally. There's got to be. Quant quantitative finance. Mathematical finance. Let's read a paper on mathematical finance. I know, like, one example, like, of high-level math that I know gets used in finance is, like, I actually think I texted about you once. Yeah. Um, there is a, what is it? It's like, have you ever heard of the Surima model? I think it's more of a data modeling thing than, than math. But basically, if you have, like, if you look at a graph of prices, yeah. right? so if you took, like, general prices in the economy, like, they go up and they go down, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's somewhat cyclical. Yeah. Right, but you don't want to have sometimes like that cyclicality causes problems, right? Because I don't know, you just want to view it without the cyclical nature. Because if you're like, oh, like it's December, like prices are going up, like are they going up just because it's you know that season, or are they going up because of some underlying issue in the economy? Mm -hmm. So they use like a Sarima model to take the seasonality out of it. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I learned about him like briefly in a data modeling class, but like nothing in depth. But it's like this super high like math, pro like high level math program, I guess, that helps take out. Oh, oh, I remember you sent me that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think you did send me that. I sent you a link on Discord. Oh, on Discord? Yeah. And tell me if you recognize right, anything. But how do I look at it? If I, uh... So if you uh, exit full screen, I don't know if you're in full screen. Oh yeah, is it? So I down? sent it. Uh, it's I sent it in your DMs. So um, if you, sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, pod. Message. So should be somewhere direct messages, and if you find me, it, it should be one of the first oh, ones. Oh yeah. So I just sent you the most recent paper that was announced from oh, yeah. mathematical finance. I don't know if you know anything about that or have heard anything about that. So the, yeah, okay, let's see. So convergence rates for backward SDEs. Do you know what the, backwards that is? Backwards stochastic differential equations become an integral to one's I know, like, they use stochastic models uh -huh. for, like, so for options. Like, if you buy the option to... Like if I paid you and I was like, in two in two years I want to buy your car, right? I want to lock in a price, and if the you know the market is worth thirty thousand, I want the option to only pay you twenty thousand, right? But if your car is worth fifteen thousand, then I'm just going to buy it from the market at fifteen thousand. It's like an option. So like if the price of your car, or the price of the stock, or whatever it is, is super volatile then there's um, obviously the value of that contract that you're holding is worth more because there's a higher likelihood it's going to expire in the money. So they use these, they, I know they use those stochastic models for modeling, it's called like the vol surface, where uh -huh. it's like a whole bunch of different strikes and times to maturity and the implied volatilities the market's associating with them. But I don't know what STEs are. Uh, you, you might want to scroll down to page 14. Dude, this, this is, already looks insane. This is uh. So what what we're looking I'm at? Only guys. On page nine. This looks oh jeez. 
See, what we're looking at is a mathematical physics, no, not mathematical physics, a mathematical finance paper. So if people are talking about finance is not just finance is very much in depth. So God damn. Yeah, well it's like everything at everything at the highest levels hard. Yeah. So if you're a mathematical person but really loves finance at the same time and you want to create models to kind of help build stuff for finance and you love math. Oh, random walk. All that all the random walk one. Yeah, they talk about that a lot in finance. We're like, oh, you know, is, yeah. that's is this big... logical or is this just randomly walking? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a big that's a big physics one too. Yeah, that makes sense. But I haven't actually I haven't read a paper. The Poisson quite a distribution. I know that word. <laughs> I think that's beta. I know what beta is. That's a limit right there. Yeah, I do. It's like looking at Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. The thing is, this is all in, in finance, so I don't know any of the, the 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 nomenclature. Oh yeah, they do have a lot of weird nomenclature. Like like the notations, like the same thing as physics, but they have physical different meanings. So I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, like if uh, yeah, because like beta is probably something with physics, but like beta in like a business sense is like how correlated is it to the market basically yeah okay yeah that's interesting yeah. I, would, I should look on i should try to read some of these what yeah. is this like it's called arc arc xiv yeah i'll, I'll send I'm you sure there's got to be one that i understand <laughs> i sent you the other link of like the main one basically like the main hub it's it's very well, much people... there's economics statistics finance biology computer science uh mathematics physics is physics and math are the main ones that this is used for um i i used i go here i should go here more often i haven't in a while to kind of catch up on what people are doing on physics um but i also use a different website as well for the published papers but that's a cool skill to have that you get with your majors you get you could like get used to reading these the stuff because I never really looked at a finance paper in college. Like, I never really, like, I wouldn't be really good at reading one of these, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like it's very, um, it's a different thing. It's, it's, it's very much good to learn kind of, like, some of the newer stuff. But I, I think as you're working in industry, it's not necessarily important other than to know of, other than, like, curiosity. Like if I yeah. end up not going to go go to graduate school, this would purely just be for hobby, to read stuff like this it is very much irrelevant in a working facility. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, no, this is, I'm like looking around at these things right now under the quant finance section, which that's that's some pretty tough math like that that quant stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but these topics seem really like these topics seem both some i mean the the depth of these topics is not relevant to what i do for work obviously but mm -hmm. like the topics themselves are so it'd be interesting to read some of these like on risk management pricing of securities is really cool yeah it's read these yeah i did clearly clearly i was very much unaware but i did not know they go this in depth into finance yeah like it's insane well because it's like it's it's 
at least how I understand the, the beginning of it is like there's so many different variables where it's like if I was like if I went to you and I said I want to buy your car two hundred dollars like if we wrote a contract like I'm going to buy your car on May first, twenty twenty five, for thirty thousand dollars, and I'm going to pay you two hundred dollars today, and I have the option to buy your car in the future, and uh, you know, but but if if you know if the market's lower, I'm just going to go and put it in the market. Like I'm strictly buying the option to buy your car at a certain price, to like lock in a price. Yeah. And then that's in two years from now. But one year in, I'm like, wait, I don't really want this contract anymore. Let me sell it to somebody. And then you're like, well, what do I charge? What do I charge him for this piece of paper that is this agreement between me and Keo? Like, and then that a lot of that math goes into like, how do we price this this contract that uh, he has? Given like what we see in the market, what's a fair price for this piece of paper, basically? Wow. So that's where it gets kind of more complex. But yeah, this is cool stuff. At a yeah. certain level, I took one uh, data analytics course that was not undergrad level, yeah. and it completely kicked my ass. <laughs> like, completely kicked my ass. Like, thank God it was an easy A, because the material was so confusing, it was not even funny. But my mm. professor was, like, 95. So oh. he was just like, he was like, yeah, you know, this, this, these exams, it's like 33% of your grade. I'm just gonna give you a hundred on it. <laughs> all this other stuff. I was like, dude, let's go. He's like, you're gonna give a five minute presentation in class. It's gonna be another fifty percent of your grade. Hand in your homeworks, and you'll have uh, you'll have a hundred in the class. Wow, like, it was the easiest class like to get an A in. But the like, material is just kind of crazy. But the material was ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't. I I've been looking. I just finally found a paper that I've been looking for for like weeks. Oh really? Yeah. It's not I the exact the ones are pretty interesting to read too. Yeah, it's it's this not is really exact. like the cutting edge of this stuff, right? Yeah, this is. I'll send you the one that. I, this is not exactly what I was looking for, but this is very close to what I was looking for. Um, some of the stuff has been kind of happening, like the third run of the LHC have happened like last summer, and um, at this point, it's kind of like data crunching. So everyone's kind of doing analytics. There's hundreds of people. Like, if you scroll down to the bottom of this, you could tell there's 89 pages, right? This is very long. This is from the official things and from Geneva. But you could tell the there's hundreds of schools involved, meaning there's hundreds of people being involved of this data yeah, so analytics. What's a BSM model? A BSM model? BS... Wait, this one you're looking at is the interpretations of the Atlas measurements of pigs. Let's see if it's just a crazy name. Yes. <laughs> So, um, the BS, a BSM model, a uh, little physics lesson, BSM means beyond the standard model, which is basically what I focus on when I was doing that. So standard model is what we understand right now, what we know about, like, not protons, but all the way to the quarks, the leptons, the, you know, those, those sort of stuff, the bosons, anything fundamental. Anything beyond that, what we have with theory, is called beyond, because it's beyond the standard model. So BSM models are basically models that are created from many people. And there's like, there's like many, many models, BSM models, uh, that include at least additional particles or like one or two additional particles. Some say that there's an exact mirror of the, of the, of the standard model. Um, there's some that say that 
there's other particles that exist but in a different dimension that's why we can't see it yet um which we kind of talked about with interstellar last time uh, yeah. but there's there's so many uh there's another bsm model i think this the two higgs doublet model uh higgs has been the higgs boson is has been one of the most recent discoveries we say recent it was happened in 2012 hmm. uh a- after that nothing has happened since <laughs> so that's like so 2012 they've come up with a theory that's more than just protons neutrons and electrons and then... uh well even proton neutrons and electrons are not fundamental there's actually stuff oh, inside of that there's the, oh what there's, I didn't the, know that. there's the uh actually, I thought that was the smallest you got <laughs> so let me let me send you a picture how do you even like how do you find that out like how do you even know? like if you look at a proton like a proton is already so infinitesimally small so let me send how you, do you this even picture. be like oh there's something inside this this is a terrible picture um yeah let me send you a different picture yeah this one this one's better so so what you kind of do right is that you they they call them pp collisions because you send two protons together it's very funny but they, we call them pp collisions <laughs> no 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 it, it's it's honestly very I wasn't funny expecting that. <laughs> they're very it's very funny and honestly i i want the general public to laugh because they're pp collisions so yeah, what hilarious. you do is that game. you shoot two protons at each other at high at high speeds, high energy. And then you start to realize after the collisions, and I'm going to send it to uh, PP Collision. I, I apologize to the to our viewers. They won't be able to see this little lesson I'm doing with Andrew. So something like this, this last image that I'm about to show you is something that kind of analyze you kind of see these traces of energy so if you look at that image you see all those lines those are all the things that are coming out after the collision and each one is very unique but they all correlate to something of the standard model so what people do is that they analyze each individual one to see if there's something different that's not in the standard model to go hey this looks different can we figure out what that is and after years because the higgs boson was uh was theorized in 1990 i believe 1990 or 1980 it was very old theory like higgs thought higgs thought he wasn't gonna be alive to figure out and back when he he was 80 i think i think 80 2012 they found the Higgs boson. They found a little bump on a graph. And it perfectly aligned with his theory. So they called, they named that boson after him. Because he accurately wow. solved for it. That's interesting. So the is the rationale if these are the smallest is is it is this does this make sense? So is the rationale like if this is the smallest unit of anything we have? If we can collide it with another thing, and it breaks off into pieces, now we have smaller, smaller units of the smallest thing. So now that can't be the smallest thing. Yeah. So like protons, protons. Like if, like if we did, if we did two quarks, if that were that were possible, two up quarks, and we put it together, mm-hmm. and they spurs it out, 
um, and we don't see anything, that just means that, you know, it doesn't exist. There is a theory, though, that these aren't fundamental. There has been theories that says the standard thing, this is wrong entirely. People are saying that this is not fundamental, and each of these quarks and leptons actually exist things inside of it, but that's just... So how would you know if there was things? Would you just shoot them at, shoot the leptons or something at each other yeah, until one of them broke? Yeah, we would just need to. Realistically, <laughs> you would just need to make them crash into each other. But we don't have the technology to do that, so I don't know why we're entertaining that idea. That's insane. How do you even isolate a pro? That did, that sounds so crazy. I think you can even isolate something that small. I don't. And then shoot at another thing that small, and yeah. Yeah. see what happens i don't know the entire uh like how to do it the the if you ever look up the how machines work um like if you look at the colliders or the detectors they're like 30 feet tall oh wow yeah they're they're That's they're insane. they're ginormous and they're underground yeah, too I showed my parents when I was in Geneva. I kind of showed my parents. I, I, they didn't. We didn't go on the tour, but um, I gave them like a little rundown of like what, the facility and everything. And my dad went, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Are you gonna work here?" I'm like, "I want to come back." I'm like, uh, "We'll see." Oh yeah, that's on. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's such a. That just seems so hard. Like, the math seems hard, but just the physical act of taking something that small, making it go really fast, and shooting that another thing that small. Like, if you think about it, if I took, if I was like, if you were like, all right, Keo, here's an egg, and I'm like, I'm a, I have an egg, and we're both going to throw these eggs at each other as fast as we can and see if they collide in the middle and explode, like, that would take us many tries before our eggs finally collided. The the and tunnels are like very precise. They're the the tunnels are very precise. They're making bigger tunnels now because they're reconstructing it to make it basically three times bigger. But um, do you know how much energy 13, 000, uh, 13 TVs is? Thirteen like televisions. T T E V. It's T E Vs are uh, electron volts. Okay, so that's is the thousand electron volts. Uh, TVs. If we convert that to what is, what what do houses run on? Is it what kilowatts? Do we say? Is it kilowatts that we do? Maybe or no? Oh, maybe there's like some sort of uh. Is it uh, is it watts that we talk about? about houses. Yeah, it might be watts. Um. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to do the conversion, because thirteen TVs. How many TVs is that? Tetra, one TV, two EV, is one to the twelfth. Uh, ten to the twelfth. One TV. One TV is one to the twelfth EVs. A ten to the twelfth. I'm sorry. Oh. Ten to the twelfth EVs. Uh, electron volts. Oh my god. To is it volts that people talk about? To volts. Uh, you know well, I think volt I thought voltage was a measure of the speed of the electricity and then 
watts was a measure of the amount of the electricity, but I it's been a while. It was like a tech thing. Yeah. Maybe. Watts versus volts. Voltage is the force that makes the current flow. For power tool batteries, higher volts can provide higher capacity and a larger, longer battery life. Watts is the product of amps times oh. So watts is the product of amps times volts. I don't think it's necessarily a unit of energy. Okay, gotcha. But um, it's a me well, maybe it is. Actually, I have no idea. I'm so lost. I'm trying to give you a very in normal standards. I'm trying to give you a understanding of how much energy is used. So 13 TVs. So imagine. <sighs> How much how much energy is it typically? How would I describe that? I because thirteen TVs. Thirteen TVs is basically like running uh thirteen TVs. How many TVs in volts? 120 volts. TVs are run for an average of three hours per day. That's this many. Your TV will take 100 hour volts of out. Thinking it's an actual TV. Hello. You know you're in the weeds when it, Google starts giving you nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's very much. I'm trying to give a very much correlation. Because the amount of energy that is actually being used in the LHC, uh, I believe two, three, or two or three different cities need to help provide the energy for it. That's insane. But it's weird. It's like because like they're so small, so it's like it's not like you're throwing a rock. You just oh, you got to throw this rock really hard. You got to have a lot of energy in there. It's like this thing's so tiny. You just... Yeah. But yeah, that's not that's insane. That's interesting stuff. I never even thought about that. So is that how we tell if things are smaller? Is we just collide them to yeah. see if there's anything smaller? Yeah, but that's it, so sick. Dude. It's it's just I'm I don't know who made up the idea, but they're like, guys, what if we just fall? It's like, whoa. That idea must have came from like a non-physics major. I feel like like I feel like that's gotta be that's gotta and he's be. like, how do we? figure out if there's something smaller than this and like some like construction worker just starts walking up well just off throwing at enough throwing it at something and see if it breaks and you're just like holy shit <laughs> or, or someone's cooking like someone's legit cooking an egg and they're like wait a minute what if it's we like if something breaks. what if we throw yeah. two eggs at each other <laughs> so i wonder why i wonder why you have to collide well, I guess if you just hit it with a hammer, then you have the risk of the hammer coming off, and then yeah, yeah, we want to yeah. focus on, we want to focus just on the, the peepees, yeah, we want to focus on the peepees. Nice, yeah, that's hilarious. That's yeah, a focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got always gotta love the peepee. All right, um, that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't mean that. We have been recording for quite a while. Yeah, it's a long one. Yeah. But we've been vibing, honestly. It's been a good time. So I think we have to call it out uh, before I fall asleep and pass out in the middle of the course. <laughs> totally uh, fair, yeah. I'm going to call it there. I wanted to 
thank you everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it all very, very much. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's hope for a good game at the Super Bowl. This video should be out before the Super Bowl actually airs. So hopefully you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, don't go too crazy. Enjoy yourselves. Um, you don't don't do anything illegal. Have fun. Uh, fuck bitches, get money. All right, yeah. see you guys. Peace. Peace.